0: Take your Bible, please. Turn to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. When you've found that place, you can stand and we'll read beginning in verse 18. I know Baptists are handicapped and they can't stand up until they find the place. Verse 18 says, I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but that the Scripture may be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you, before it is come to pass, Come, that when it is come to pass, you may believe that I am He. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that receiveth whomsoever I send, receiveth me. He that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spake. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. And Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. And then he lying on Jesus' breast saith unto him, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus unto him, That thou doest do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. For some of them thought, because Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, Buy those things that we have need of against the feast." or that he should give something to the poor. And then he, having received the salt, went immediately out, and it was night. Let's pray. Brother Gary Branson, would you pray for us, please? Amen. You can be seated. Uh, When you come to this passage, it's one of the most solemn passages in the Bible. Someone, I know someone would say, well, I don't know why you want to preach on such a harsh passage. I think you'll find a lot of love in it. Brother John started the subject this morning, and I was just thinking about this passage. Jesus is in this upper room now. He has just washed the disciples' feet. If there's ever been a demonstration of love, when God Himself humbled Himself and washed those wayward disciples' feet. This is not all the disciples. This is the inner crowd. This is the... This is the 12. It's not the 120. It's not the 70. It's not the, it's not the multitude without number on the mountain. It's just the 12. And he says to, in verse 18. No, verse, I'm sorry, verse number 21. Verily, verily, I say unto you. He's saying this. He just washed their feet. He he took those old dirty feet, wiped them with a towel, humbled himself before his disciples. And verily, verily, I say unto you that one of you shall betray me. Look over to verse number two. Verse number two, and the supper being ended, the devil having now put it into the heart of of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. And Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things to his hands, that he was uh, come from God and went to God, and then he washed feet, and he, he washed Judas' feet. Think about that a minute. He just, he just, he just, there's that understanding of who Judas is. It's not new to Jesus. It would be new to us, but it's new, it was new to the disciples, certainly. I want to preach today not so much on Judas, but on what takes place here as an example. Judas has been a devil, the Bible said, ever since Jesus chose him. I'll get to some verses in just a minute. Jesus has known ever since he was selected that one of his disciples would betray him. This is not news to Jesus. He came for this. He was born for this purpose. The cross was the, the reason he came to this world. That sacrifice for sin that must be paid was his whole motive from the time he was just in the manger. So it's not news to him. But I was wanting wanting to think about this man named Judas a minute. Over in Mark chapter 3 it says, He ordained twelve that they might be with him. And he names all the disciples and Judas Iscariot is the last disciple named. And when he says that in Mark chapter 3, he says, Judas Iscariot, who would betray him? It was, it was, a, fore, it was a foreknowledge of Jesus. What I'm, uh, why are you emphasizing that, Brother Wayne? Because here's what I want to say. Romans 5.8 says... While we, not he, you girls listen up here. Pay attention right here. I'm talking to you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Don't disturb the service. This is the most serious service that I could ever think of that you'll ever be in. I'm trying to explain that right now. Listen to what I say. Judas had come this far. It's not Mark 3 anymore. He's not selecting disciples. Judas has come down the road with Jesus. He's heard John, if you go over to Acts chapter 1 where uh, uh, Peter says we're going to have to select some more apostles and they must be baptized with the baptism of who? John the Baptist. Judas was baptized of John the Baptist. He wouldn't have been one of the 12 had he not been there. Judas had heard the preaching of, of John. He'd heard the, hey, think about the preaching of the greatest preacher that ever lived. His name is Jesus. He's heard every message. He's heard, he was there on the sermon at the Sermon on the Mount. He was there when the bread was distributed. He was there when, when the dead were raised from the dead, or, and raised, to, raised to life. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? If, you, if you're going to raise the dead, you've got to raise them from the dead. That's right. He heard, all, he heard the thunder when God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He was there. He has been there. He's seen all of the He's seen all the crowds. He's seen the, he's seen Jesus anointed with with that uh, ointment for his death and he's he's been there all the time but somehow he's come through everything that he's been through. John the Baptist baptism the preaching of John, the preaching of Jesus, the miracles. He's come through every bit of it, and he's still not saved. In fact, the Bible says much about him. He's the the only officer in the disciple band. That verse said, uh, down in verse number 29, Some of them thought because Judas Judas had the bag. He was the treasurer of the disciples. But the Bible says over there at the the washing, at the anointing of Jesus, when he complained that, that the ointment could have been sold for 300 pence, I'm not turning for time's sake. But the Bible said he was a thief. And he didn't care about the poor. He wasn't concerned about the loss. He was a thief and he wanted to take the money for himself out of the bag. That was what his motive was. If I could put this in our vernacular, he was a member of Metropolitan Baptist Church. He's heard Brother Hugh. He's heard Brother Larry. He's heard the great preachers that have come through this place, but he is still not saved. That describes somebody in this this room right now. I title this message One Last Chance to be Saved. I believe this with all my heart. There's a day when you fake it and cool it and show off, and, and you try to present yourself as somebody who is, who is a Christian, but down in your heart you know it's a lie. And, and, but I'm too cool to let anybody know that I'm convicted of my sins. That describes somebody here. How yeah, you know that, Brother Wayne? Because I was one of you. I played that game I could play a church game I could be baptized I could go up and down as one of the church boys but I was lost and headed for hell I was too cool to let anybody see my feelings never show a tear never, never, go, never really uh, I, I could play games while the preaching was going on I could come in and say amen and go out the door just like I would all the rest of them. But I came to a place in my own life that I thought if I don't get saved this day I'll never get saved. And I don't know who you are but you can only fake it so many times. You can only play cool so many times. You can only uh, nod your head and walk out and go back to your on wicked ways so many times and God says that's enough. My spirit will not always strive with men. Now here's Judas. He's been in ever great service. He's been, he's been, he has been a, a quote officer with duties to take, they thought he'd take the money to the poor or they thought they'd He'd make an offering or they thought that He'd provide for someone. Huh? How I many of you sitting here? You saved. You say I'm saved but you do not live for the Lord. I'm, not, I'm talking to you. I know that's a pretty blunt statement but isn't it to, in, you don't have to show me anything. You don't have to show this crowd anything. I just want you to give your heart to this thought isn't it the truth in your heart and it's dangerous because two times in in this chapter two times God says here's the heart of Judas verse number two said the devil had put it in his heart what's the devil put in your heart for today What's your, what's your secret longing for this day? Where's your desire for this day? Over in verse number 27, And after the sop, Satan entered into him and then said, Jesus, that thou do, do quickly. Jesus was saying, I'm through with you, Judas. You can go on and do your thing. And he's, and so that's, that's the situation. It's, it's incredible to me that Judas could have went three years following Jesus, rubbing shoulders with the master, the God of the universe, seeing the great work of God in his life and still be unsaved. Isn't that incredible? It's incredible to me that you can take your Bible and laugh about it, joke about it, play games with God, and, and act like a Christian and walk out saying I fooled him this time one more time. But it happens in every church in America. And it happens right here. Somebody said, I don't want it to happen on my watch. I would not be who I claim to be if I did not give you the truth off the Word of God. And when we, I hope you'll just give heed to this message because it's to you. It's not to the, it's not to, it's not to the deacons. It's not to the trustees. It's not to those who... Uh, it's, it's to that person who needs one more chance to be saved. It's to you. I don't know what day this is. I don't know where God's timetable is, but there's a day when you'll hear your last message. You'll say no the last time. And you'll never have that opportunity. I don't know where you're at on that time schedule. But I've just... I'm just trying to say, wake up and hear the music right now. Get the message that God has sent you this morning. Listen, you, you don't have to please me about a thing. What you do is, is between you and God. and You know, He's already seen your heart. He knows your heart. He knows exactly where you are as you as you come into this service. He knows what's on your mind. He knows exactly what you've got in mind for this day. He knows what you think of Jesus. He knows whether you'll accept Him or reject Him. But what's amazing is He still loves you. He sent the Savior just for you. And He still loves you. you. Your name can be Judas Iscariot and He still loves you. John talked on love in our Sunday school. There's that that godly love that loves with no hope of anything in return. He loves you just that way. You can't do anything for God, but God can save you with an everlasting salvation. So let's get into this. He made a serious announcement. He said in verse number 21, one of you. In 18, he said, I, he that eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. In 21, he says, I say unto you that one of you, one of, one of you, quote, churchy, cool, self-satisfied, self-serving, one of you will betray me. He knows that. He knows that the only way you can be saved is with the shedding of Christ's blood. There's only one Savior. And you're playing loose with him. It's Jim, Jack, John or Joe, Jill or Susie or whoever it is that's got your attention this morning. You spend your time on videos and and borderline pornography and never pick up your Bible, he knows. He knows what entertains your heart. He knows where your heart is. But see, he cares. He cares about his Bible. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. John 5, 24. He cares about His Word. Over in, uh, over in uh, chapter 6 of John, he says in 6, 63, it's the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profit of nothing. Here's what he said. It is Jesus speaking. The words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life. 64 says, but there's some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, who should betray him. And he said in 66, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Where you been walking do you walk with the Lord or do you walk as far as you can get from Him? Where do you walk? What do you, how do you live your life? How do you live your life on the workplace, on the jobs, out in your home? How do you live your life? You walking with Him? Or are you walking far from Him? This verse said they walk far from Him. And Jesus said in 67, Will you also go away? Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of life. I want to come to you this morning with those words of life best I can. Jesus said in Matthew uh, chapter 26, verse 56, that all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. Everything that Jesus did, he did in accordance with the Word of God. And then he said, uh, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will not pass away. Over in, over in, uh, Uh, John uh, chapter 12 verse 50 he says this he said for I have not spoken of myself but the father which sent me he hath given commandment that I should say what I should say and what I should speak And 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 I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. You get it? If you ever have life everlasting, you'll have to have it off the page of the book. Paul said to the Corinthian church, "I didn't come to baptize, but I came to preach the word. Not with wisdom of men." but with the power of God. That's how people get saved. I've prayed, I've prayed for three days about this message. I didn't intend to preach this message this week, but God just kept bringing me back to it. So what's the standard that God... If, if all is sin and come short of the glory of God and we have, what is our standard to please God? It's book, chapter, verse. Somebody said, well, I, 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 prayed if, I prayed and I cried real tears. Somebody else said, well, I had that warm feeling in my heart and it was exciting that day in church. Give me book, chapter, verse. How do you know you're saved? If you can't take it to the Bible, you don't know. If you don't have a Bible verse that says, here's what I did, you ought to find you one or you ought to get saved, one or the other. You're one of the two. Right. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. My word will, will never pass away. The psalmist said, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Isaiah said that the grass fades and the flower withers but the word of our God abides forever. When you get, J, Jesus is going to say in John chapter 12, I'm, I've got to go on, I can't go look up the verses for you. But Jesus is going to say in John chapter 12, he said in John, uh, in John chapter 12, yeah, in John 5, he said, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think you have eternal life, but they are they which testify of me. In John chapter 12, he says, You have one that just judges you. The words that I preach, that's what you'll stand before God with at the throne of of judgment. Over in 2 Corinthians, he said, we must all stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give account of every word and every deed done in this body. You understand it? it? It's off the page of the book. You better get acquainted with your Bible. You better hear the Word of God. You not, not only hear it, but obey the Word of God. John said this morning in his lesson that to obey the Word of God was to love God. Over in John 14, 15, he said, He that heareth my word and doeth it, he it is that loveth me. Love is birthed off the page of the book. And somebody wants to give you a little sentimental something and say he's a good old boy and you can just put, you know, walk through life with that. That's not salvation. He loved you enough to give himself for you. He loved you enough to pay the price for you. But if you love him, you'll give heed to his word. I've got to go on. There's a lot of more verses. So, Jesus was not surprised. And he made a statement about his care for his disciples. And those disciples fall down to us, you see. He loved them just like he loves us. And then he he gave us a reason. In verse 19, he says, I'm telling you all this before it come to pass that you may believe that I am He. Jesus is never surprised. He knows your, he knows your coat size. He knows your Hey, sometime y'all read over there, he's, the verse over in Matthew it says that he he numbered every hair on your head. Not too hard on Daniel's head, but might be a little harder over here on some of his other girl's head. I read a thing here a while back. They didn't know, they didn't know how many hairs on a head, but computers have made b- big steps. And now they know that a blonde-headed person probably has around 180,000 hairs on their head. A red-headed person has 200,000 hairs on their head, and a brunette has 220,000 hairs on their head. And I'm sorry, Brother brother Alan, and Brother Daniel and some of you other guys, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I could almost count y'all's hairs. And he he knows he knows every hair on your head, he knows everything in your heart. Yeah. He's read everything about you. He knows everything you like, what you don't like, he knows your preferences, he knows he knows us. Right. He knows who's his and who's not. And he said, What I said to you. Get this, disciple. What I said to you is to build your faith. Everything I've told you is to build your faith. And I've preached this one way, one Savior, one blood, just to build your faith. So so that's the announcement. That's That's the awful announcement. One of you is going to be betray. Not them, but you. And then, and, and then he said, here's the effects. Verse 22, the disciples looked on one another. Can you see one of them? I've been, I've been wondering about old Matthew all this time. You know them tax collectors. They're always ripping people off. What do you think about him? Maybe it's him. Somebody else said, no, I think it's it's old John. Look at him. Look at him up there laying on his chest. He's always always trying to get to soak up all, all the attention. He's always, hey, I got jealous of John myself, reading the book of John. He said, I'm the one that Jesus loved. I'm the one that Jesus loved. I'm the one that, hey, hey, John, I'm the one that Jesus loved. You ever feel that way? And some of you right now are thinking about, yeah, I know, so and, I know, brother, so and so. I wonder about him. You know what the Bible says? Is there's one that accuses the brother. You don't need to accuse the brethren. The devil will do it for you. What you ought to do is pray for your brother. Right. See, they all missed Judas. None of, them, none of them found Judas, but Judas found Judas. He had to know. When, when, the, when he said, Who is it? Jesus loved Judas. That agape love that John's talking about loves every person. Whether He said it this morning, whether it's friend or enemy, whether they come to do damage, hey, the Bible's going to say you don't do it. You don't show love by giving love to somebody that will reciprocate love back to you. But you show love when you love those who may be your enemies. That's agape love. That's God's love. I want to show you one example of that in Luke. Here's one of the most powerful verses in the Bible to me. Jesus is riding that donkey into the city Luke 19 and, and everybody there is praising him and throwing coats in the, and palm leaves in the street and shouting and proclaiming him as king and, and uh, giving all glory to him and, and verse 40 he said if these should hold their peace the stones would immediately cry out, look at the next verse. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and everybody's praising and shouting and, and he begins to weep. And he's going to say, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if you would have just known even at this time, hey, if you, could get, if you could get the picture of Jesus right now, you would bow before him. Yeah. If you could get the heart of Jesus for you, you'd run to him. He loves you. For I read, uh, it's strange that John honed in on love. I read uh, Jerry Vine's book on John 3.16 this week. I read one whole chapter on love. For God so loved the world. you know who the world is? You are. 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 are. And it says God so loved the world. He loved you with all his heart. He loved you with an unstoppable, unrepayable. uh, you, You can never do enough to repay. He never asked for payment. He loves you. And I don't care who you are. How many of us know this song? Red or yellow, black or white. They are precious in His sight. Jesus loved the little children of the world. He loves every one of us. And He he doesn't care what you've done or where you've been or who your friends are. He loves you right now. And He'd save everybody in this room if we could get to Him. And if you could see Him like He really is, You'd be running to get to him. You ever went home? I remember, I remember six months or so, my first really long trip away from home, I got in. My dad pastored a little old church up there in Oklahoma, and the bus stopped right in front of the parsonage. And at midnight, I got home. And for the first time in months, my mother came out to greet me. And my dad put his arm around it. Good to see you, son. Glad you Huh? You know what he preached on next morning, Alan? The prodigal son. I've always wondered if God gave him that message for me. Or if he was planning on preaching it before I got there. I sure didn't eat it that morning. I promise you that. And I'm I'm glad I heard it that morning. I'm glad that Jesus just draws us back into himself. The righteous man falls seven times, gets up again. The wicked fall into iniquity and lie there. You're one or the other. We all fail. We all have trouble. But aren't you glad you got a Savior that loves you? And you can run and jump in his arms and say, I'm home, Dad. I'm home, Mom. I'm home, Jesus. I'm back. I want to serve you. I want to be with you. I want to rejoice with you. Help me, Lord. I need help. And He'll hear you. It's amazing, isn't it? There's three kinds of love, John. Right? There's the agape love. There's the family love. Then there's the eros love. You know, God never... I've looked and looked. God never... Blemished the page of this book with errors. We get our word erotic from that word. No, he never put it in his book. He says in Galatians, don't let it be named one time among you. God loves with a perfect love. And here's the perfect lover, his name is Jesus. <laughs> The Bible is full of statements. See, God grieves. Young people, God grieves when you, some some of you get, I know that you get in this position. Mom or dad comes and says, hey, you're spending your time on that magazine or that other book, and you need to get back to the books, right? You've been there? Anybody ever heard that? Of course we have. I heard it a lot when I was growing up from a lot of different people. I love to read, and I liked, but I like to read those jokes and sports magazines. And, and there was things that I wanted to read. But it, there's things I need to read. And there's times when we know we need to spend time in our Bible. There's times we know that we need to hear from heaven. times we know that we ought to be praying and asking God for help. And we get distracted and it's Facebook or what well, is it? TikTok is that that or or the Messenger or a hundred other and you can, hey, you can get over on Facebook. I can get on Facebook. I don't have it on my phone on purpose, because I found out I can spend hours on Facebook. I can get lost on Facebook, and this one's doing that, and that one said that, and that one, and and first thing you know, I'm right in the middle of the mix, and I've used up two hours, huh? None of y'all do that, I know, but I do. And what I need to do is spend my time on that book. And I have taken time from his book for my book. Y'all see it? He loves me when I'm in that position. Look at here. In verse 2 it says that Judas was tempted in his heart. The devil was already tempting him to betray Jesus. But by the time you get to verse 27, it's gonna say, Satan came into him. I know I've said this week after week after week, let me say it one more time. The devil wants to take you further than you want to go. But if you go, It'll cost you more than you wanted, much more than you ever wanted to pay. And he'll keep you a lot longer than you want to stay. Right. I mean, a, I mean a, a one-night stand can cost you the rest of your life. That's right. Right? That's right? Some of you folks give amen if you can. Uh, I mean, just one round of drinks or drugs or whatever it is, may cost you the rest of your life. You can wreck yourself. You can become unusable as far as the world's concerned. He's here today. So, I've got to get to the message. All that is preparation. The Bible says things like this. Ezekiel Ezekiel said, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. But immediately God says in Ezekiel 18, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. And over in 2 Peter chapter 3, God is... uh, God is... uh, God is long suffering usward. That's not the complete verse, but I'll give you what I can of it. But he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. See, he loved us in our, over in, over in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 3 says, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, uh, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. It doesn't matter what you've done, doesn't matter what your name is. He wants you to be saved. That's what I'm trying to say. He said in one fifteen, "This is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief." Paul said, "I'm the chief of sinners." I used to, uh, I, when I was in junior high, I was at, over the, we went to the barrack, World War II barrack building, and that was our schoolhouse. We had no playground equipment. We had a softball backstop, and that was it. And so at lunch or recess, here's the way we did it run in there and eat a sandwich. We didn't even have a cafeteria, you had to bring your lunch eat a sandwich or whatever you had right quick and then run out there and tag up. And somebody would tag up and say, first batter, second batter, third batter, fourth batter. Then it was pitcher, catcher, first base, second base, third base. And and pretty soon everything's been named. And if you ate too much or stayed too long talking, You go out there and you can't even find a... All you can do is stand in line, hope somebody gets put out so you can get out on the field. You know what he said? I'm the chief of sinners and he saved me. That's what Paul said. I'm first batter and he saved me. What I want to say is get out of the way. I'm first batter and he saved me. I was I'm a wicked sinner and he saved me. Do you see it? That's right. He doesn't care who you are. He didn't care what you've done. He loves you and he'll save you. He'll save you with an everlasting salvation. So He comes. I'm going to give you a quick glimpse, and then if you'll have to come back tonight, we're already over time. I'm just getting down to the message. Look at this. 26. Uh, He said in 25, who is it? John said, Jesus answered, he it is to whom I give a sop when I've dipped it they're at the, they're at it's a feast day i can remember my granddad he killed he killed hogs in the fall they had no refrigeration so so they salted them they they called it sugar cure but it was salt they salted They'd layer of salt, a layer of pork, a layer of salt, layer, fill a barrel full of meat. And that's how they kept their meat. My grandma would take that salt pork, fry it, and make streaky gravy. Y'all know what streaky gravy is? You take that pork, fry it in the grease, put a little bit of coffee and something in it, and it was It wasn't one color. It was all different colors. It was the streaks run through it. But my granddad wouldn't go to the table. It didn't matter if we had fried chicken, or roast beef, or whatever it was. He wanted some streaky gravy to dip his biscuit in. He called it sopping gravy. That's good preaching right there. It is. It's good eating too. And he every meal. He would sop his gravy. Now that goes back a ways to this statement. He said to, Who is it? He said, to, When I give him the sop, that's who it is. In that day, the host would sop the gravy and hand it to the honored guest. It was a sign of great honor to be. To be given the the first piece or the biggest piece of the bread and sopped it in the gravy, and you get to eat it. Everybody else got to do their own sopping. It doesn't sound very good to us because we're so hygienic, don't you know? But if you'd have lived in that day, you'd have understood it. He said, I'm going to, I'm the host, I'm going to dip the 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 bread in the in the in the sop in the sopping gravy, and I'm going to hand the sop. And he and he handed it to who? Judas. One man in the room has never been saved. Now I'm, I'll preach this after a while. I'll give you a better picture of it after a while. But here we are. We're so cool. We come in here, don't have a care. Nor, I, how are you? I'm fine. You fine? Oh yeah, we're all fine. We're just fine. We're not fine. We need something from God. We, and some of us need to get serious about this thing of salvation. Look at it. He has is, he is seen the dead raised. He's seen God speak out of heaven, he's seen Jesus preaching and do miracles for three years. Every service, there must have been a wave of conviction of the Holy Spirit across him. Every service, he had to say no to the Lord. Some of you are fighting it right now. You've lived you. You've lived this long. You put on some kind of... Li- I'm cool, don't you know? I joined the church. I got baptized. I got a Bible I carry under my arm. I wear a tie. I'm so cool. God doesn't care a thing about any of that. He wants to see what's in your heart. And there's a Judas out there that has to know that he's unsaved. And Jesus offers the salt and said he's the one. Nobody else understood it, but Jesus did understand it, I promise you. He knew exactly what... And Judas took the sop. Understand this. He had... What he should have done is said, I don't want that sop. Throw that sop down. I want to be saved. I need to be saved. I need Jesus. What you need to do is throw your junk away. Throw your... Throw your little act away. Throw your your churchy away. What you need to do is get honest with your own heart. He's offering you salvation today. You can say no to him. You can take the sop of Satan and go out of here and live a wicked, rough, hard, broken life. Or you can come to the book. You can accept the Savior. The devil's laughing right now. He's already impressed some of your heart. And if you say no, it might be the time when he possesses your heart. And you've lost your opportunity. We're in the throes of eternity right here. I'm not playing a game with you. I intended to preach the message, but I I can't get there. What I want to get to is this serious point. Do not take the sop of Satan. All Judas had to do was say, I just need to be saved, Lord. I want to be your servant, Lord. Hey, Jesus loved him. He would have saved him. He could have went to heaven. He could still be in, hey, still today. Somebody said, well, he committed suicide. That wasn't the worst part. The worst part was going into the pit of hell. He's been there over 2,000 years. He's still there. He's still suffering in the agonies of hell, and it's just getting started. And all he had to do is say, give me your hand. Let me love you like you love me. Give me, pour your love into me, Jesus. And he could have been Jesus' man. There's somebody here, and I know I'm not preaching this for me. I was there. I'm not there anymore. I understand where you are. But if you're there, don't go out that door without the Lord in your heart. Don't let the devil place himself in your heart. Don't don't fall for the trick of Satan. You've got an opportunity to be saved. Let's stand. Heads are bowed. Your your moment is right now. Don't don't. It's not about your life's not about another Jim Jack or Joe, Jill or Julie or whoever it is. Your life is about Jesus. When you when you give him your heart, he'll give you the people he wants r- around you.
1: Amen. That's right.
0: Let him save you today. Father, God. I pray for these folks. Lord, I pray about that one that's putting on the show so cool. No problems. Everything's fine. Down in their heart, it's a wreck. and They know it. God, help them to have just grace to step out. Lord, you'll do the work I know. Would you just move on their hearts? Help them, Lord. Stir in their heart. Help help us to get past who we are and look to who you are. Help us to get past about our little game we play and get honest with our own heart. Please help us to come to the Savior while He's passing by here. Take charge of us, Lord. Move and work in our hearts. Lord, help help us as Christians to come up close to You. Allow You to make men women of God out of us that'll be witnesses to a lost world because we love them. Lord, please have your way. In Jesus' name I pray. What, what number, Brother John? These altars are open if you need to pray. Their altars are open. If you're unsaved, don't wait for somebody else. Get it settled with him right now. God do with you what He wants to do. Let God, hey, He'll save you. And He'll use you if you let Him. I mean, there's folks getting right with God down here. Why don't you get right with God? Don't walk out of here estranged from Him. Draw up close to Him. Let that love spill over on you, who you are. Christian. maybe you just need to be it. That song said when he dipped his love, his, his love in my heart, when he put that love in my heart, maybe you need a fresh dip. We're going to sing one more verse. This is your verse. We'll close after that. My soul You want to stand with him? You can, brother.
2: I might hurt him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He has come on a promise of a letter from Longview Baptist Church. Why don't you just tell him what you told me, brother? Short, short version. I'm an over-the-road
2: truck driver. I um, had a pretty rough life, but um, I got saved. I accepted Christ as my Savior. I accepted His shed blood that he shed for me for his sin for my sins. Um,
0: I don't know much else to say. <laughs> uh, he said he, he, he came in this morning just to visit. But he came, now he said, I just need what's going on around here. Amen. And, uh, and so he's come to join our church on promise of a letter from Longview Baptist Church. Huh?
2: You guys, y'all don't understand that the Lord made y'all special. Uh, y'all are, he made everybody in his image, all right? So y'all are three persons, all right? Y'all have a the flesh, a body that covers y'all. And then you got your soul and you have a spirit. And if you haven't accepted Christ as your Savior, then your spirit's still dead. And Satan can have his way with you and do whatever he wants. And it would just seem like it's just normal as a day is long. But in the end, you're a dead spirit. Your soul's not covered by the blood of Christ, and you're going to split hell wide open if you pass away, if the Lord don't deal with you and you don't accept him. That's pretty good preaching, it? That's the truth of the
0: matter. Amen. Amen. All right, Brother Allen. Why don't we get a... Right, won't you come right there by Don? I'ma just let you give your testimony, brother.
1: I uh, have been playing a game with y'all. And playing a game with God. I've been saying I've been saved since I was ten years old. I thought I was, but I know today that I wasn't. And I ask God for forgiveness for that today. And I ask forgiveness for y'all, from y'all, for playing this game with you. And I'll make you a promise I'll serve God. Amen. And I'll serve y'all however you want me to. That message that he gave, that Brother Wayne gave today was don't play games with God and I have been and I'm I'm truly sorry for it I'm 77 years old maybe I've got a few years yet Amen. and like I say I'm I'm sorry for playing the game with y'all you're my church family now well you have been my church family and if it wasn't for this church I wouldn't be standing here today.
0: Now it's a spiritual family.
1: But uh, I, was, uh, anyway, thank you. Yeah. And,
0: uh, Amen. I love you. I love this man. Hey, Bible said, "If you're ashamed to confess me before men, right. I won't confess you before my Father." That's right. Well, this, this was a big step. True. Yeah. Took a lot of grace for him to come down that aisle. I, as I
1: say, I played it. I, I tried to play the game, but I can't play the game anymore. You know, God, God knows your heart. He knows what's in your heart. He knows if you're saying, Well, I'm cool, I'm good. And He knows if you're not. And I just ask Him in my heart today, please take me. Use me, and forgive me for all the sins that I have committed, and we can't list them all. And I've walked up for over twenty years, so I understand where you
0: are. Amen. I've been down that
2: road. But thank you.
0: God is so good. Amen. And Jesus loves us. And if you'd let him, he'd save you. Come back tonight. We'll try to finish that message. God's done some things here. This is a miracle. Amen. Amen. I mean, this is a miracle. He walked in off, dead off the street right. this morning. And here he is. He's a, he's a member of Apostle Baptist Church. Amen. You can call him your brother. Amen. And he'll answer. That's
2: right.
0: It's wonderful, isn't it? Yes, hey, God could have thrown him a hundred times, but he loved him enough to just hang on until until he got saved. Let him have his way with you. That's right. Right now. Yeah.
1: It's never too late,
0: guys. Amen. Never too late. All right. I guess I guess we'll... I'm, I'll, I'll, let me have a word of prayer, and then we'll be dismissed. And y'all come around now and welcome these folks. Here's your glasses, brother. Father, I just ask you to have your way with us. Thank you, Lord. We're not worthy of anything, and you've blessed us so. Lord, I thank you for these men. What an addition to the church. Lord, we just ask you to work this morning in others. Somebody here that looks good, but it's just a show. Lord, help them to get out of it, get serious with you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for grace for long-suffering mercy lord take charge of us as a church help us to be what you want us to be in jesus name i pray